Hello, and welcome to season two of Three Rings Warrior podcast. This season, I bring you the experiences and transformational stories of everyday women making uncommon decisions to change their lives and the lives of those around them. Hi, and welcome to Three Rings Warrior podcast. And today we have with us Bailey Korzak. And Bailey is a transformational coach working with female coach entrepreneurs, and she helps them avoid burnout uh, in get, by getting results by doing less. I hope I did that okay. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for um, being on here with us. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. It's a pleasure to be here, and um, I just feel honored to be in your presence and uh, within your community as well. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to get right started. Um, we were chit-chatting a little bit just before we started the podcast, and I'd love for you just to um, talk a little bit about yourself, a little history or something that got you to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, we all know that's not a one-step journey. Um, it's a beautiful question. And there's always so many ways that this could be answered. And, you know, I, I think that me and like many of you listening or watching this, it starts with a pain point. It starts with an experience. It, it starts with that level threshold. And for me, really, I, in my journey, it was a few things. But one of them that really sticks out was when I became a coach, when I got into this industry. And before that, I, was, um, um, I had two kids at the time. And they were little. They were, I don't know, five, five and three. And, and I had gone through a divorce. And then I, I, I met someone and got into a relationship. And it was beautiful. And I thought everything was coming together. Right, I thought I'd really found myself at that point. And then there was one day, and it was, you know, one of those winter, I live in Canada, so winters are, can be long and dull, and it was a really dull February gray day. And I'd, I'd gotten home, and I was alone. And it was just really dark and dreary. And I walked in, I walked up the stairs, and you could just, Everything was dark, right? The, the hardwood was dark. Mm. The couch was dark. There wasn't light coming in. And I took a breath, and all I could see was cold air coming in. Because even though I hadn't been home in a few days, I, like, the furnace was on the fritz. Mm. And so I realized oh, it's, it's de definitely died. It's broken. And I just... You know, when everything hits you and just tears start to just come. And I, I went onto the couch and I just, I curled up in a ball and I, and I put a blanket over me and, you know, because it was freezing. I was just felt frozen on the outside and frozen on the inside. And it was just that moment of, is this really what life is all about? Mm about surviving and I just I cried in that moment and and just came to that realization that 
I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. And, and then I thought back to two days earlier. And I was in this, the exact opposite of this dark house. I was in this, this room and it was bright. There was bright lights everywhere and it was white. And there was the most magical music playing. And I didn't know what the song was. And it was one of those situations where I couldn't ask mm. because I'm, I'm lying in a surgery room and these bright lights are everywhere. And there are just people all over the room with this music playing, but there's just this love and nurture and care in the room. And, you know, all of a sudden everything goes black. But as I'm lying on the couch, sobbing and, you know, feeling the incisions in my, in my abdomen, it was, I thought back to that moment of, that is the moment of my rebirth. That is the moment of me having a second chance to do it differently, to stop just surviving and, and feeling that I have to do it all and be it all. And it was in that moment that I realized that if I want to get out of the situation that I'm in, that it's on me, that I'm the only one that can do it. And that was really the beginning of my journey because, you know, it, it snowballed like so many, so many coaches and entrepreneurs, because that's a lot of your audience, yes? Right. And so you have this realization and, and the, and you start to find yourself in your journey and you look inwards instead of looking outwards, what everyone else is doing. And I realized like so many of you, it's, oh, I just want to help people. I want to help people get unstuck from where I was. And so when I started in, in the industry, it was, I want to help moms. I want to help moms not feel like they're surviving and actually love their life because at that point I was loving my life but at the same time I had so much more to do and so much more to learn and I went on that journey of learning everything right you know oh. it oh yeah <laughs> right it's like I just want to learn and learn and learn and 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 in the, I was in this cycle of growth that I thought if I paused I would lose all momentum mm. and I just think this is really important to speak to because I feel like so many of us do that it's like if we stop growing if we take a pause if we take a step back if we don't try to add value to ourselves or learn something else or do everything perfectly that we're not going to get the results that we want. But it's in those moments where we're just, we're just striving to, to be good enough. Mm. Mm. And so I was on that journey of just trying to do it all and learn it all. And, and it's in that season of, of learning where we get so addicted because it's great. It's fun. 
it's you meet new people and you find you find your tribe and your community you know the one percent weirdos of <laughs> right of us that right that have that growth mindset and that want more and have big dreams but it but it also led me to a lot of burnout mm. and i don't know if you've experienced this as well yeah i mean you know, go ahead I was gonna say just so much of what you said is is impactful and we, we feel it's in so many different ways like um, for me, you know, when you hit that moment of, of knowing that there was more for you to do, um, based also on your experience, especially as a mom, um, you know, on, in my experience uh, is is domestic abuse and and being in that getting into that place where um, even as a child and what happened to me not being allowed to express my emotions. Um, and, and you get to this place where you are reaching for something to create significance and you think you have to be perfect, whatever experience it was that got us to that point, we get to this place and, and, uh, and, you know, and then we start to realize, you know, I think, which is where you're going is that there is no perfection, right? And, and, and the burnout though, that comes from believing that you have to keep doing all this stuff and be perfect in order to get what you want back. And if you're not perfect, you're not going to get it. And the fear that comes up with all of that, you're right. It can just, it can end up not only creating a tremendous amount of stress and burnout, but it can destroy your relationships, which is what happened to me. And so mm -hmm. it's so significant in, in the way that you're, you think about this. And, and, um, uh, and as you mentioned before the, the, we started in, in just how many coaches get to this burnout because they have to keep doing, 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 doing. And that is why you, this is so important to you. Yeah. And, and so I'd love to dive into this more too, because especially as women, mm. this is a lot of our blueprint of what we've been conditioned to, yeah. right? Not necessarily who we are, right? but yeah, on that journey of doing and doing and doing. If you look at masculine and feminine energy, they're very different. Mm. And we've been kind of raised in this man's world mm. that in order to be successful, that we need to act a certain way, be a certain way. And when you look at the masculine energy, it's very based around purpose mm. and action mm. and it's giving and results. And can you relate to that? Because oh, I, yeah. I, I can huge, yeah. huge, right? And it, yeah. it is, it's, it's, it's action results. It's there for, and I speak masculine, you know, women can have, have, um, be masculine at their core or, you know, vice versa. But typically for us women, we are feminine at our core, but we wear a lot of the masculine side of it yeah. because we are very purpose-driven. Yeah. We are very goal-orientated and results-orientated. But as a feminine, we are love-driven. Mm. We are about connection. That's where we get our creativity and, and we are receiving beings. Mm. And so you need both. 
you know, that is what you mentioned there about uh, the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And, and again, I, I uh, just sort of repeating, I, I understand that so much. And the idea that um, as women, um, we have been taught over and over again, if we want to make it, we need to do it this certain way and do this, you know, and, and it is that goal oriented, let's get to the end. And we forget about enjoying the journey. And really that feminine energy is about the journey about, like you said, the creation and our society has taught us as women to to um, battle each other, to 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 um, be in competition with each other. Um, I even read a book the one time that said, you know, that it's natural for for women to be fighting each other over a man. And I'm like, what? And so I was like, what are you trying to tell us here? And and but in reality, the heart of women is to come together. Um, it's mm -hmm. one reason why I do this is because I feel like we're all better together. It's not a competition that we all have our own unique set of whoever we are. And as we combine all that, it makes us all stronger. Um, and, and we're so much better together, but you're, it is a complete mind shift um, from that goal oriented to journey, the journey as a process to get there and enjoying the journey. And I have to constantly remind myself to mm -hmm. enjoy, sit back, enjoy this day, enjoy this journey, enjoy where you are, and then we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is the challenging part when we've been conditioned for so long to be in this masculine energy. And so we do it, we, we crush the day as whether we're parents or we are in a corporate career or we're, we are an entrepreneur. We tend to be in this masculine energy of doing all day, checking boxes off the list, which feels great. But when we get home, right, and if you're in a relationship at all, or even if you're not, you just want to be able to disconnect from that, it's so hard without putting a lot of work behind it into, into the, the dance between the masculine and feminine. Right. And so to give you a bit of a story of how kind of I came across this part of my journey, which has really changed everything for me was, and it was really recently, actually. At the end of the year, so 2021, mm. um, I'd made a decision to leave my job mm. because I just, you know, I was, I had three kids at the time, was about to have the fourth. And even though I know you can do it all, you can't do it all at the same time. Yeah. You can only do so much to the level of the results that you want to create. Right. And so there was just so many non-negotiables for me that that was what had to go. Mm. And so I was super excited because, you know, my, my, ba my baby was just born. So um, what are we, March? So I was going to have two and a half, almost three months to work on my business. And I was so excited about it. And I had so much, so many things coming up in January. So I finished work on the 30th of December. And I was just, I just felt, you know, when you just feel like, ah, like you can <laughs> breathe, you feel like you feel that, that freedom. Uh-huh. Well, Janu or, and then January 3rd, my husband and I were supposed to leave for our honeymoon. 
because again, I'm seven and a half months pregnant. We only have a small window to do this. Um, I was, I also had an, um, an in-person immersion for the end of the month too. And, and so I had all this, all this exciting stuff coming up and I knew that my life was going to change at this time because I had the time and I was just going to be in full creation mode and get all this done and check all the boxes. And it's so funny when you ask the universe for something and it shows up in a completely different way. <laughs> because January 3rd, we're supposed to leave for our honeymoon. January 1st, we all tested positive for COVID. Oh, wow. And I, I was devastated. I was just sitting on the couch. I was on the phone with the airline. They're telling me that our trip is non-refundable. Oh. You know, I'm just, I'm in so much pain. I'm super pregnant. You know, it's just, it's dark. It's dull. I just, you know, and, and it's those moments and you're, you're just, why? But I, but I kept holding the vision holding the vibration of, and the question of, okay, what's great about this right now? Right. What's great about this? Right. The question I often ask myself is how can I love and trust even more of the universal guidance in this moment? And I just, kind of stepped into that because I knew that all of this was happening and it was devastating at a time because mm. I had to cancel my trip. I was sick for almost a month because I was super pregnant. And yeah. so I didn't do anything. I couldn't do all, all of the things that I said I was going to do. I did nothing, but it gave me the biggest gift ever. And, and that was really stepping into my feminine energy. Mm. And it wasn't about giving to everybody and everything. I learned to receive. I learned to take a bath. And I hated taking baths. And I know it sounds crazy because, you know, these are the things as women that we think are a waste of time. Mm. If I take a bath, it's a waste of time. If I spend extra time doing my hair or my makeup or doing this, this these self-care routines it's a waste of time have you ever felt that way oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right I could be doing this instead and creating this result yeah but I I just I surrendered mm. fully and I leaned into it and I took the stupid baths and I put candles so you don't notice the dirt or the dust or whatever, you know, whatever's right. happening in your bathtub. Right. <laughs> and I, I would get up and I would, I would dance and I would move and I would do um, what we call somatic dancing. So it's just, it's I'll getting alignment with, with, with your energies mm. and just moving for you, not for anybody else. And so I woke up every day and instead of what can I do and what can I check off a box? Well, what can I do for myself? How can I fill myself up? And the magic that happened was it changed everything. It changed the way I communicated with myself, with my husband, with my kids. I had more patience. I actually got more done because I could step into my creative side mm. and because I had fully received 
that I was more clear on what actually needed to be done, not just creating more busy work for myself. Right. I, that is so awesome because I, it, it, it may, makes me start to think back, you know, when my, my husband left me now two and a half, a little over two years ago, um, one of the things that during our, I had kind of taken control over everything because we, there was financial problems, there's this, and, and it was like, okay, someone's got to step up and start dealing with this. And, and so it was me until I, until basically it just, everything fell apart. And, and once everything fell apart, it was like, I realized things, it wasn't working the way I was doing things. And I took time to move into it, but it took another, another year and a half before I started to realize, okay, I need to just sort of pause and love on myself and I need to give to myself. And like you said, move in, start to move into that feminine energy. I still have a hard time. Sometimes I, I, I get into that energy of do, 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 do. And I have to sit back and say, no, you know, let's, like you said, receiving. I think that is one of the hardest things for me to do is to receive, but it's, it's so, um, it, it's, it is, uh, I, I don't know exactly how to say it. It's, it's not allowing the other person to give to me. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the hard, worst part of it is, is not allowing, and not even, I think allowing is probably not even the right word, but just the ability to say, you know, other people love to give too, and, and I need to be able to receive. And so I think that that is such an important part when it comes to our energy. And like you said, the creation, when I am in that receiving kind of energy, like you said, it all flows. And then I go, then the, then the other side comes back and says, is this, this happened way too easy. Is this right? <laughs> so it's, it's, I tell my kids this all the time, as far as receiving gifts or just receiving in general, I ask them the question. I say, if someone physically gave you a gift, would you rip it up and stomp on it on the ground? Mm. And they, they're, no, of course I wouldn't do that. Right. I say, well, when someone gives you a compliment or offers help, that is giving you a gift, right? So we have to be able to receive those, right? If I give you a hug, right? You know, when your kids, sometimes you hug them and they're, they've got the spaghetti arms. <laughs> right? It's like two arms. Mom. No. Yeah. <laughs> but asking for help or receiving help, I, I don't believe, I don't believe that people offer help if they don't mean to. Mm. And if they do, that's on them. Right. If they're doing it because they just feel bad, that's on them. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to fully receive and just from a place of gratitude that's when the magical miracles happen mm -hmm. when you can see them as those are miracles because if you're asking for help that that is often how the the universe or god or whatever you believe in presents it to you mm -hmm. It's a gift from somebody else. And it's your choice whether you receive it or not. Right. And, and like you said, we, it doesn't always come packaged the way we think it's going to. But we have Never. to then be aware that that's what we asked for, too. Yeah. 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 And, and you're never going to see the whole picture. 
because you know back to what in my journey in the coaching industry and I feel like this is so relevant to so many is everyone gets stuck on oh, what's my niche right mm. my niche or my niche or dot or whatever yeah. whatever <laughs> everyone whatever everyone calls it and and for me I changed a bunch of times it was helping moms and helping them with time and energy and state and then it became helping coaches and entrepreneurs start their business and you know really like writing copy and doing video and and all of these skills that I learned along the way right when I was in that that addict like the addiction to learning right and telling people or helping people coach other people and create influence and all of that. I've seen all of these things. Mm. And there was a part of me that, you know, I kept doing these things and trying these things and following through, but there was a part of me that just didn't feel a hundred percent congruent. Mm. And I, and I, it's a hard one because this industry, it's a long game. Mm. People expect results right away. People expect to make a return on their investments right away. Right. And that's not how, that's typically, and I don't want to put limitations out there. Right. But that's typically not how it works, right? Because we have to become the person that we want to be in order to get the results that we that we want. Right. Not necessarily learn all the skills. Skills are important, right? Repetition, very important. Mastery, right? Just continuing doing the same work, not learning more and more and more. But I, I kept getting frustrated because I, I kept trying all these things and doing all these things and pivoting and learning more. And then oh, I want to do this, this, and this. But I realized on my journey that I wasn't ready for it yet. Mm. And so I think it's a lot of it comes down to just to trusting and knowing that if you, if you have the dream and the vision of, you know, I didn't know exactly what it was, but for me, it's a hundred percent. I know that this is the work that I'm meant to do, that I'm meant to help people, that I'm going to make a big impact, that one day I'm going to make buckets of money. And that day is not today. <laughs> but I wasn't ready for what I was really meant to step into mm. until I had learned the skills to I'd learned how to build curriculums and programs and learn how to speak and learn how to the art and the science of coaching right? and to be able to step into it and get all the repetition. And so many of us just want results, results, results. But how, how are you showing up on a day-to-day basis? How much are you mastering one skill 
instead of all the skills. And so it, I, it's that, that dance between just really stepping into what lights your heart on fire and, and just doing the work over and over and over again and know with certainty that it will show up. And it might not be today or tomorrow or even next year. But if you just continue to hold that and master the skills and, and, and hold the dream, it'll all come. I think that that is so important what you said there in, in the, the, the value of repetition in mastering the skills. Um, I know that for me at the beginning, it was sort of like, okay, I'm going to do this and do this. And, you know, I got to learn this, I got to learn this. And then I got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm getting all this technical stuff, but where am I going deep here? And, and I had to come back to, you know, what was in my heart, you know, and, and my, my own inner knowing. And, you know, this one area that I've gone deep in before was spirituality. And I said, okay, that's where I'm going to go back into and just sort of form everything else around that. It's like you need an anchor or a core or something that to hold it all together. Otherwise you end up being kind of fragmented. But for me, it was, uh, I started doing repetition. I started listening to the same program over and over and over again. Um, and then, and then uh, you know, I would go to the next one and I'd listen to that one over and over and over again uh, until it, I, it was starting to sink in. And I kind of go through them. Then I go back to the beginning. It was, it was a series of them. And I find that when I do that, I'm always picking up something new. There's something that I was like, why didn't I remember that? <laughs> but I, that it, it is, it, I think that is another key thing is, and, and it really it becomes part of my morning. And one of the things that I do for myself is I take two to three hours every morning just to get up, go take care of my birds. I come in, I do some exercise, I do meditation, and then I listen to stuff while I'm eating breakfast. And, and that is my, I feel filling myself up, up receiving you know, and, and doing all of that kind of stuff. And, and I, I did some of that before, but when I incorporated the exercise and the listening to something over and over again, kind of thing, that seemed to be the thing that kind of shifted the whole thing. Yeah. Cause it's your physiology and the movement, right. Where you can get into that vibration, where you can get into that state where that's, that's where you remember. That's where the information you start to embody when you when you use movement. Mm. So that yeah, that is so powerful to do that. Yeah. That's why you go to any any event, right? There there is music and dancing and movement yeah. and engagement along with information. Yeah. And it's, it's so beautiful when you can work the system in that way and have fun doing it. <laughs> so, um, oh, I lost my questions here. Um, what, before I get to that one, do you have like one or two things that you, or tool or something or idea that you could give to coaches or people, entrepreneurs, anyone who's listening to help make this shift um, or become more aware of making the shift into sort of the receiving, the feminine energy, the me first, you know, fill myself up kind of idea. 
yeah, I mean, it's, it all starts with having the awareness, the awareness that whether you're in the masculine or the feminine energy, just being aware of it and noticing it, not judging it, because this is often where I get stuck even now mm. is because we're, we're often just, we're conditioned in this world to want instant results. <laughs> even though we know, right? I know on an, a deeply emotional level that that is not the case, right? And so really, it, it's, it really starts with the awareness. And it just starts with really loving and trusting that. Mm. And you know, you know what, actually, when, when I think about when I really allowed myself to step into that, the word surrender, mm. I surrendered into it. And, and it was, okay, what, what, what do I love? You know what? How can I pause? I love to read. I love to write. I love to move my body. A lot of it was, it was dancing, mm. dancing for me. Right. And just, and, and stepping into the different energies. Yeah, a lot was taking a bath or having a long shower, <laughs> washing my hair, you know, being out in nature. Anything that you love that doesn't require you to get to a specific result, mm. right? It's just sitting in quiet, sitting in meditation, sitting for longer than you would normally do and have a cup of coffee. Mm. And doing that first before you get onto your list. It's allowing yourself to receive first. And, and in moments of, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, because again, I have four kids. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. They're nine, seven, almost two, and two weeks. Mm. It's insane. And so asking for permission is a big part of that. I'm lucky I have the, the greatest husband in the universe who fully supports me and never judges me whatsoever. And so when I'm having a moment of crazy and I just say, I need to go take a bath, I'll go take a bath. The other day I had a complete meltdown, right? Because I'm in a, having a new baby again, regardless of whether you've had them or not. It's everything changes it overnight. Hmm. And, and I had a day the other day where I was so overwhelmed because my, um, my almost two-year-old Coco, she's, she's so fiery. She's so fiery and she's just having all these meltdowns. And then I had a meltdown because I'm just <laughs> so overwhelmed. And so I also believe in emo having emotional release and energy release, get it out of your body, move your, move through movement and sound. Mm. 
And so I just went upstairs and I cried. And, and when I cry, I try to cry as hard as possible. Mm. So it will fully let go of, get out of my body. Mm. And I could have probably done that for an hour, but then I also had to make dinner for my kids. <laughs> right. And so I knew I could just take a little bit of time, just purge out some of that emotion. And then I put my headphones on and I put, put some nineties music and I made dinner mm. and I sang and I danced in the kitchen. Cause I'm like, I know I can change my state now. Right. I've let go of some of this emotion and now I can change my state. And is it completely gone right now? No, mm. but can I just get on with the rest of my day and show up for myself and my family? So there is a lot of that, right? There is a lot of, when, whenever we want to step into a new identity, right? Because comfort is, is the biggest human driver, mm. the need for comfort. Mm. And so when we want to step into the person that we've never been yet, when we want to step into our higher self, our next level, it requires an identity shift. Mm. And your, your natural instincts of survival in our 2000 year old brains are going to tell us that no, don't do that. Just be comfortable. Right. And so there, there often can be a grieving process because Jocelyn, you, you can relate because you've gone through divorce and I think regardless of whether you've been through it or not, like all women are warriors. Right. But when you go through a situation like that, you have to become a warrior. There's no, there's no other option. Right. Well, that we think, right? <laughs> but that's where we step into that masculine energy and do, 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 and then get burnt out. Yeah. And so in that process for me, I thought, well, I don't want to let go of my warrior because she's badass. <laughs> and she's allowed me to create all these results and step into this, this amazing person that I didn't think I could have been in my previous life. And so there's a grieving process with that mm. because it's not, it's, it's not saying like, get out of here. I never want you back in my life. It's okay. It's time to take a seat in the back row. Right. Right. You, you've, you've led for so long that it, it's time. So there is a grieving process. And, and I went through a lot of that where there was a lot of emotion that came up. Mm. There was tears, there was frustration. There was, so there'd be me. I would, I would come in, come in, into my basement and I would like hit pillows and scream into pillows and, and cry and just let all the emotion out of my body. And that is so powerful because we can't conti continue to suppress all of this. We have to let it go. We have to, we have to grieve it. We have to just release it. You know, I, I'm going to summarize these three things yeah. that you, you, you mentioned. Um, 
Uh, one was uh, the surrender, the idea of surrender. And, and for me, that also was a big shift in, in being able to, to tap into that feminine energy um, and, and that energy of, of surrender and accept, acceptance and, and um, uh, connection in a way. Uh, then the other thing was, um, what, what would you love or what do I love? What, you know, asking those kinds of questions, what do I actually love or what would I love? Um, I find those, that question very powerful in, in, in going back to hearing that creative energy, that creative self in, in my heart versus the, the, the person and the thing going on in my head part. Um, and then feeling the emotions. Uh, I know for me, I think I mentioned already, you know, I was, I was, you know, taught by example in, and in my environment of going through academia, especially, um, not to show my emotions and then being in an abusive marriage, don't show your emotions. I became a zombie basically. Um, and the effect of doing that on my body, you know, I gained a whole bunch of weight. I had pain all over my body. I, you know, all kinds of stuff that came up because of repressing all those emotions and, and society often has said, you know, either just let it go or don't feel your emotions. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and I, I love it that we're actually encouraged, being encouraged and encouraging each other to say, no, your emotions are real. I got this from my daughter, actually. She was the one, one of the ones that said, she came to me one day and she said, mom, it really bothers me that you suffer so much because you feel like you have to be perfect all the time. And that just, that just blew me away. And I was like, and I said, no, I don't. And then, but I thought about it for a while and I was like, but I do. Um, and so being able to, you know, start to express my emotions and show my emotions, that allowed me to be more my authentic self. And it's like a circular, it then goes back to, I can go back and ask them, well, what do I love? <laughs> and, 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 yeah. to, and to feel the fear and to accept, not to try to create stories with it, because that's the other thing we sometimes try to do if we are feeling an emotion, well, we'll say, well, why am I feeling this? Is it because of this, this? And I, I got to the point where I'm just like reinforcing stories in my head by doing that yeah. and, and decided, no, I'll just sit with it and then experience it. And then it'll, and eventually it just, you know, goes of its own accord. You know, I to go do something or. Yeah. Whatever. And that's the power. That is the power of, of using movement and sound is because we think we have to make sense of all of everything and yeah create all these stories so I love what you said and and it's not sometimes if we just first of all love every emotion the good and the bad just to be able to accept all of it that there are no bad feelings or, or are no bad emotions mm. and to use that movement and sound just to to step into it and and to be able to release it and so if I were to put this conversation in a framework that people want a step-by-step, -step, the first is surrendering. And when you think you have surrendered enough, surrender more, because I promise you, you haven't got far enough. And so I would first surrender. Second, I would get, when we want to step more into our feminine energy, get into a feminine state. So do something for you that allows you to fully receive. And if it is something that you haven't done before, or you think that you won't like, just try different things. Mm. Just try different things. Like I said, I hated the stupid bat. Now I love the stupid bat. It's not stupid anymore. It's great. I put candles on, like I take my kids bath bombs, music, right? 
it's great. So step one, surrender. Step two, just get into a good state so we can allow our creativity to flow. And then I would ask the question, okay, what would I love from here? What would I love? And and if you're wanting to take an action from that place, because you're still that's still part of you where you're like, okay, I've received and now I need to do something with it. We've asked ourselves what would we love? I would be specific on that because when we ask a specific question, we get a better and more specific answer. And from there, why? Why would you love that? And that's where you go deep on. Why would I love to do that? This is how I, this, this is like this step-by-step process that I follow to, to get any results, mm. right? I ask, what would what, what I love? Why? And I, and I go deep on the pain and the pleasure of that, right? If I don't do this, all of these bad things are going to happen. But if I do do this, who do I get to be? Who do I get sipped into? What opportunities do I have? Mm. And from there, then you write your list of, okay, how, how would I, how would I do this? Here's five or 10 different options that I could do, right? You just brained them a bunch of things out. And then that, then you ask yourself, which one would I love the most? And then you do that one. So that's how to create a result. I, I'm sorry, I'm just writing it all down. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then because, because, you know, nothing is linear in nature, nor it is in humanity. So when shit shows up and things get hard, mm. honor it, notice it, take it as a gift release the energy, right? If, if you have a strong emotion come up, good or bad, especially if it's bad, if you have that emotion of frustration just come up, come through you, if you catch that in the first 17 seconds, you can fully release it. Hmm. So it's, it's having that awareness and catching these things right away. And, and even a simple thing that you can do all the time that's not so crazy than screaming into a pillow, if you just shake your body, you shake your whole body and just move, literally move the energy through you, right? You can, you can just release that way sometimes. If my kids are frustrated me, I'm just like, okay, let's move the energy. If I've been sitting for a while and I want to get myself to good state, I was basically having a nap with a baby before I hopped on this call. Oh, I'm so tired, but okay, let's move the energy. Right. Right. So I can show up in the state that I need to. Yeah. But, but really just honoring and, and know, I know we say this all the time and it's so hard to believe sometimes, but you are exactly where you should be. And if you can just honor and trust that and have gratitude for where you are, that's when, that's when miracles start to happen. And that's when everything really falls into place. But, but I think it's, it's really honoring all parts of you. Mm. 
the good and the bad because you know we we can get into state at any time you know most of us that have done this work we know we can change our state at any point but a lot of times this is probably an unpopular opinion but it's a bit of a band-aid mm. when we can't fully release and accept every part of us Absolutely. because why would be why would be we be created with good and bad right why wouldn't we just be yeah for me <clears throat> i think that is so important in the acceptance of all of who we are because we i i, I always go back to that the dark side of us, the shadow side, the things we struggled with, the things that have like, for me, um, the sexual abuse and the domestic abuse, to me, that's my superpower. That's what gave me my superpower yes. to be who I am. And so I celebrate it. Not that I want everybody to experience it, of course, and, but for me in my journey, my story, I get to choose what that meant. Um, I get the, and, and at that, then that situation and that, or that person doesn't have power over me. I choose what the story means for me so I can celebrate all of, because it is my journey and your journey is your journey and they're absolutely unique. And I don't, I don't get to judge you on your journey and you don't get to judge me on my journey. We don't, or at least we don't have to accept other people's judgments of us <laughs> on our journeys. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but in accepting all of who we are, that that's just so powerful because then I can be my authentic self. I, I know that this happened. I know that I do th th these things sometimes. I know I get to be a bitch sometimes. I know I'm, you know, it's like, I, I know all this about myself and I accept all of it because there's there's a reason for me to have those different energies, to be those that, that have those different aspects of myself. And if I deny any of it or try to repress it or hold it down, then it's just gonna explode out in some way that's not so good. <laughs> well, and you know, what's so funny, Jocelyn, is because Having a, a two-year-old from, you know, my experience now and, and my knowledge, it's so fascinating to watch them because they just have these meltdowns out of nowhere. And then they're happy <laughs> once they've moved the energy through them. Uh-huh. What? They've got it all figured out. <laughs> they just move the energy. <laughs> they move the energy. They're, they might kick and scream on the floor. They cry. They're what we would say irrational, but they move the energy and they're done. Yeah. And we're so, we're all taught and conditioned that we shouldn't do that. Right. And then we suppress all this emotion, this energy, and we create all these, this trauma because we're told that that's not allowed. Right. And so it's so fascinating now. I mean, my older, my older two, clearly, <laughs> they, they get the brunt of it because they, they don't have this, this version of me that, that knows all these things. <laughs> but, but being able just to hold the space as she has her tantrum mm. and just watch it. And then, and then all of a sudden she's happy and playing. Yeah. And just like nature intended it to. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I just find it so fascinating to, you know, when we 
at that age when they're when we're our authentic selves and we don't have any judgments mm. and there's music playing and they she just gets up and dances and moves because that's what feels good right it's so beautiful and the more to watch that and witness that and and in myself and my journey and our journeys of becoming to our authentic self mm. it is that's how we feel alive when we connect with our core and who we truly are i love that i love that and I, we could go on talking for hours. Oh, I know we could. <laughs> All day. We'll, do, we'll do that another day off. Yes. Off um, but if people want to get uh, uh, on your list, you're not doing much right at this moment because again, you just had a baby, um, but you are going to be getting back into your coaching and stuff. What people can do is I am putting in the summary box below um, as information to get on Bailey's list. Uh, on her email list. So you'll be kept informed of everything that she's doing. So go ahead and click through onto that. Um, also, I'm going to throw out right now, be sure you hit the subscribe and the like and hit that little bell so that you get any information on, on new episodes that are coming out. They're going to be equally as fantastic as this one. And then Bailey, I have a final um, set of questions that I ask everybody at the end. <clears throat> the first one is, if you could meet anyone past, present, or future, who would that be? Ooh. Who would that be? Uh, that's that's a really hard question, and that depends on the day. Um, <laughs> who would that be? Hmm. You know what? Like, I'm just going to go really generic on that. Not generic, but like... I think a lot of us were brought in into and who I think is just the creator of so much of what we do, Tony Robbins. Yeah. Right. To be to be in his brain and ask him questions. Absolutely. For even five minutes would be amazing. I'm very close to that. I, I, I feel very close to I would love to be with Sage. I would just love to oh, be with yes. her and just be like, you know, can I just be with in your presence for a little bit? Oh, I know. Yeah. Can we just, you know, hang out? For right. I'm going to. I, that's just one of my things. Yeah. I know I'm going to. I'm just this one that's in my head. And yeah. Heart. She's totally going to be on your podcast. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's I, I just, I visualize me. You know, so <laughs> I, I just put that out there, <laughs> but I'm right with you. The being able to sit and chit chat with Tony Robbins too. Like, wow, that would be another one. Um, what is your favorite movie? What is my favorite movie? Do you know movie a lot? Okay, I am a sucker for um, musicals. I love The Greatest Showman. I knew you were going to say that as soon as you said musicals. I love the music in I that. love all musicals, but like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that is an awesome, awesome movie. Just so much good stuff in that. I, I'm right with yeah. you. If you could leave only one message at the end of your life, what would that be? I would say have the courage to, to speak the unspoken. I love that. I love that. I'm going to end it on that. Um, 
I have just had a beautiful time talking with you. There are so much, um, I'm sure people are going to want to listen to this over and over again, because there was so much in this podcast that you brought out. Um, and especially the, the tools and techniques, which I'm going to highlight in the summary box below for people to have as a little framework as they're listening through, because it kind of encompasses everything that we talked about. Um, but I have absolutely enjoyed our discussion and our talk with each other and I'm sure everybody else has too and I can't wait till we move through this a little bit and you come back on and talk even more about some of the stuff that we have Bailey thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much Jocelyn absolute pleasure <laughs> thank you